Hey folks, executive orders, executive actions, what's the difference? We'll talk about that and more on this edition of Tune In. Hi folks, thanks for tuning in. Here's your host, Representative Rick Crawford. Hey folks, we are back on Tune In. This is our first edition of 2016 and I want to recap, before we get into the executive order, executive action thing, I want to recap 2015 for you and let you know kind of why we developed TuneIn, what it's for, um, how it came about, and what we've been up to over the course of uh, 2015 as it applies to um, your communications and what we do and how we respond. Uh, First off, let me just tell you that we responded to 32,833 individual correspondence uh, uh, or communications last year. Um, that's up from over 16,000 or just just actually just under 16,000 in 2014. So we've been busy, but not only do we respond to those issues individually, um, we thought it would be a good idea to sort of respond broadly through our, our tune-in. That's how we developed this. And, and uh, so that's the whole point of why we do it, because we want to take those issues that we hear from you and sort of broadly communicate those uh, in in some detail um, so that you kind of know what's going on here in Washington. So besides the amount of time I spend back at home in Arkansas every week, your emails, your phone calls, and your letters are the best way for me to keep track of those issues that are most important to you. So please continue to call in, write in, uh, email us. We want to hear from you. And uh, we'll continue to update you every week on TuneIn, and if you ever want me to address something specifically on the sh- on the show, just write us a letter, give us a call, shoot us an email, or or tweet us at TuneInAR1, uh, and we'll do everything we can to include that. So let's get back to the topic at hand, and that is executive action, executive orders. I want to talk about those and why we use those terms, and they are not interchangeable, and. Um, most people might equate those as being the same thing. They're certainly not. And I'm going to give you an illustration of how we know uh, what the difference is. Um, and to do that, I want to wind back the clock a little bit. About this time last year, if I recall, it was in the walk-up to the um, State of the Union address. The president made a reference uh, to, about his actions. And he said, basically, and you'll remember this, he says, I've got a pen and I've got a phone. What he's talking about there are executive action and executive order. Here's what I mean. His phone and his pen really refer to two separate paths that he can take administratively as the executive. Um, The phone refers to executive action. That means he's going to pick up the phone and call his um, director of Homeland Security. He's going to call his secretary of transportation. He's going to call his attorney general. That's the executive action. The pen refers to the orders. Um, And that's when he actually writes something down. Let's take a listen to his comments exactly. One of the things that I'll be emphasizing uh, in this meeting is the fact that uh, we are not just going to be waiting for legislation in order to make sure uh, that we're providing Americans uh, the kind of help that they need. Uh, I've got a pen and I've got a phone. So we know that he can actually uh, take some action. It's constitutional to do so. The problem that we have, though, is the extent to which he may go around Congress and may even go around the Constitution. Executive action, first we'll talk about it, is a general catch-all term that applies to just about any action or suggestion that he might might have at any given time, um, that he might direct an agency chief 
to implement. Um, very common. Executive orders, a little bit different. They're much more forceful, much more impactful. They have, uh, they're more concrete. They actually are put into the federal register and have the force of law. Um, Ob president Obama is certainly not the first president to, to issue executive orders. I think throughout history, they all have. Going back to George Washington, he issued eight executive orders. A little more contemporary, FDR issued 3,522. Now, he was president for four terms. He was elected to a fourth term, died in his fourth term early on. But the point is, he issued over 3,500 executive orders himself. And that brings us up to our president now, President Obama, who has issued 224 executive orders. Now, nothing that the president issued or talked about or announced on Tuesday could be classified as an executive order. Um, they're really just actions. And if you want to assign a title to them, uh, but I'm not even sure that's an accurate term, because really what he did was just sort of talk about some things. Let's let's give you a, a few ideas of, of some of the points that he made. The first two were just previous rules that were simply finalized by uh, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, or what we call the ATF. Um, first of those, uh, requiring dealers who ship firearms to, to report lost or stolen guns. It may affect the, the industry to some degree, but it certainly would not have an effect on an average citizen. The next one requires members of gun trusts uh, who will be transferred or who will transfer um, uh, weapons like machine guns, short barrel shotguns to undergo background checks. He basically just restated that. His next announcement concerned guidance from the ATF as to what it meant to be engaged in the business of selling guns. Now, if you've got a gun, a shotgun, or even a handgun that you want to sell to your friend, um, you are not necessarily a dealer. Therefore, that wouldn't have an impact on you. What we're trying to do is identify who those dealers are, what frequency that you, do you sell firearms, and if you're registered as a, as a licensed firearm dealer, and certainly that would require a license and background checks. Again, this won't affect the average citizen because the average citizen is not a firearms dealer. These are things that are already in place. So basically, he's just sort of restating some things. I'll get to that just in a minute. But he also propo proposed focusing more efforts on enforcing laws that are already on the books and allowing for increased access to mental health care. Both of those issues that, that we in Congress have been telling the president need to be better addressed and, and really are more at the root of the causes of gun violence. And so uh, what does that mean for you? Well, quite frankly, we've, in our office, we've spent a lot of time since Tuesday reviewing um, what the president proposed, which really wasn't much of a proposal as much as it was rhetoric, and we're continuing to review the details of what he had to say. Um, but what we do know is over the, you know, any time that the president has tried to um, attack the Second Amendment, which, by the way, is very unambiguous, very, very clear on what the Second Amendment states, um, every time we've stepped in and prevented that, I'll give you an example. Most recently, last year, the ATF tried to ban M8, M855 green tip ammunition, but Myself and several colleagues, we joined um, in, in the House, we joined onto a letter with Judiciary Committee Chairman Bob Goodlatte, and we caused the ATF to reverse that ban. Um, it seems to us for the moment right now that the president's announcements were really nothing more than rhetoric designed to appease certain elements of anti-Second Amendment uh, groups, uh, and really nothing much else. And, and so what we can agree on. 
I think we can agree on that we want safer communities. And but what we we don't agree on is how we do that. And and the president's proposals didn't do anything to help provide safer communities. Um, and and they would not have done anything to prevent what took place. Um, in in really what motivated him uh, to make this announcement on Tuesday. And so uh, we we really need to do a better job um, about what steps we take, but certainly the president's approach was misguided and it would have no positive impact um, on on what he's proposing. And so we'll keep a watch on that, and I know that you will too. Um, so keep the calls coming, keep the letters coming, and let us know um, what's on your mind, and that's the whole point of our show. And, and it looks like we're just about out of time for today. Um, as I said, don't hesitate to communicate with us. You can always tweet us at TuneInAR1, email us, um, check out our website, Crawford.House.gov. And um, also, I want to remind you to, to subscribe to our YouTube channel and share that with your friends as well. That's going to do it for uh, tune in for this week. Until next time, have a good one. We'll see you then.